We have a major update on Mitchell Robinson and his return timeline for the New York Knicks. According to one NBA insider, Mitchell Robinson could potentially return for the Knicks in March. Not only that, we also have some key updates on some other New York Knicks players in OG Ananobi and, of course, Julius Randle. We're going to break down this and so much more today. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, go ahead and hit that subscribe button now. And make sure you have notifications turned on so you don't miss a second of the new content. And now, let's get started. Mitchell Robinson's return timeline has been revealed. And according to ESPN's Tim Bontemps, he reports the following about Robinson and potentially when he can return on court for the New York Knicks. According to Tim Bontemps, he states that New York Knicks starting center Mitchell Robinson is nearing his return to the court for the stretch run. According to Tim Bontemps of ESPN, he states that Robinson could be back before the 7-foot center turns 26 on April 1st. Mitchell Robinson could be back in early March or sometime in March from his ankle surgery. That's what Bontemps stated on the latest Low Post podcast on February 20th. Mitchell Robinson's trainer, Marcel Scott, posted a workout video of Mitchell Robinson on Instagram and, of course, on social media. Knicks coach Tom Thibodeau also confirmed to the reporters after Tuesday's practice that the center is no longer wearing a walking boot to support his surgically repaired left ankle. Per Tom Thibodeau regarding Mitchell Robinson and his return from injury, it's just steady progression. The boot is off and he can shoot. He's not running and jumping yet, but he can shoot on the court. He's in the pool. He's on the bike, and he's doing all of those things. Each week will be another step for him to clear. When he's ready, he's ready. This is a major update from ESPN's Tim Bontems here. Personally, for me, I thought Mitchell Robinson wouldn't return for the Knicks till maybe the end of the season, if he even returned this season. I thought he was definitely going to return for the Knicks in the playoffs, and that's where you're going to see his impact. I had no idea. There was nothing in my mind that thought in my head that Robinson could return potentially before OG Ananobi and Julius Randle does. But apparently, according to Bontemps here, that's where he has him at. He has Robinson returning before he turns 26 in April 1st. That means he's going to return sometime in March. Now, he says early March, but potentially it could turn into mid-March. Either way, if Robinson returns in March, that will be way ahead of schedule way sooner than anybody else thought he would return. And honestly, if he returns in March, you can probably understand why the New York Knicks were denied that injured exemption for Mitchell Robinson. If he could potentially return in March, why give it to the Knicks? So I can understand in that regard. But honestly, I can't say I mind it. Mitchell Robinson returning for this Knicks team is a game changer. Let me remind you guys, we have not seen a fully healthy Knicks team. This Knicks team with Mitchell Robinson, let alone Mitchell Robinson and OG Ananobi. You want to talk about a defensive threat, a defensive monster. Who's going to go in between those two and try to get a basket off, try to get a bucket off? Let's say you clear OG, by the way, good luck with that. And then you get to the rim. You're facing either Isaiah Hartenstein or Mitchell Robinson. What are you going to do then? Good luck to you. I would rather have Mitchell Robinson back earlier rather than later, only if he's healthy. And here's why. It's the chemistry aspect for me. I don't mind if he comes back at the end of the season. 
For me, though, it's about getting that chemistry, gelling with the roster and who we have on the court and making sure he works with them. He understands the position, where he needs to be, where other guys are, and when he gets the rebound, hopefully where he needs to pass the ball to. Not just to Jalen, but maybe somebody open in the corner, like a Bojan, like a Burks, like a Dante. That's what he needs to open his eyes and look for as he gets healthier and returns to this court. Because let's face it, with Isaiah Hartenstein on the court, the Knicks looked better because he was moving the ball a little bit more and he has a little bit more game inside in terms of offense. Now, Mitchell Robinson doesn't have the same type of offensive game, but I'll say this about Robinson. Anybody in the NBA right now, if you're going up against Robinson, he's going to put that fear into you. He's going to make you hesitate when you make that shot. And that's exactly why you want to have Mitchell Robinson on the floor for. You want him to be able to instill that fear in other players to make them hesitate, miss shots. That's how he's going to get those rebounds anyways, and then pass it up court to an either running Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, whoever that player may be for a transition bucket. That's what we need to do more often. This Knicks team needs to do that in order to continue winning games because their pace when they're fully healthy might be a little slower. However, if they can increase that pace overall throughout the entire team, no matter who's on the court, it's going to help benefit them throughout the entire season and, of course, come the postseason because easy buckets are hard to get. If you can make it part of your identity to do that, anything is possible. But hearing this update about Mitchell Robinson, I don't know about you guys. It has me even more hype and even more excited because this Knicks team needed another defensive player. We needed more depth at the center position because Prestichua, he's been very, very good. Isaiah Hartenstein has been good. Jericho Sims, believe it or not, has looked good in spot minutes as well, too. But let's face it here. Mitchell Robinson was holding things down before he left. We weren't thinking about any type of front court depth or the fact that we needed more players there until Robinson went down, until Isaiah Hartenstein went down. We got to remember, Isaiah Hartenstein isn't Iron Man. He's not going to be there potentially for each and every game, especially if you're playing him 40 plus minutes a night. Same thing for Robinson. The main reason we need to get healthy, guys, is so we can distribute these minutes more evenly across all of the Nick players that we have. So that way we have more fresh legs headed into the playoffs. Watch out, league. Watch out, NBA. Because when Mitchell Robinson comes back and he's fully healthy, he's going to show you why you had to fear him when he was on the court, why he was a threat on the offensive rebounding boards, and why he's on the court for the New York Knicks. You are not stopping the Knicks because that's how impactful and how great his defense is. Hearing about Mitchell Robinson was great, but what about some other key Nick players and their injuries? A lot of fans have questions about that. What about Isaiah Hartenstein, Dante DiVincenzo, Bojan Bogdanovic, all players who missed the last game against Orlando before the break? Are they going to be available coming Thursday? Well, thanks to Sports Illustrated, we actually have that information. According to Tom Thibodeau, he confirmed that Dante DiVincenzo, who had a sore hamstring, Bojan Bogdanovic, who had a sore left calf, and Isaiah Hartenstein, who had a sore Achilles, will all return to the lineup on Thursday when they face the Joel Embiidless Philadelphia 76ers on the road. The more bodies we get, the happier that I get, because that's what we need. This Knicks team, when healthy, is extremely deep. We have players for days that we can sub in and they can have an impact. That's why I love this team so much. I love watching them. And of course, I love that next man up mentality 
Somebody who has embodied that over the course of this season thus far has been Dante DiVincenzo. Somebody who has stepped up when you needed him to step up the most, especially with the absences of Julius Randle and OG Ananobi. Without Dante stepping up, the Knicks would not have been in a lot of these games, and we certainly would have not won a lot of them as well, too. But what about Julius Randle? How is he feeling, and what is he thinking about returning this season? Well, better than me telling you, let's hear from Julius Randle himself. Roll it. Uh, we'll see. You know, I've heard many different opinions. Um, both, you know, so, you know, we'll see. Um, you know, I like how I feel today as far as, you know, getting better and uh, feeling stronger and progressing uh, to where I need to be um, as far as getting on the court. Um, but I'm never somebody to say never, so ultimately, you know, I have to do what's best for, you know, myself to, you know, have a long career, you know, have longevity in this, but, uh, you know, training staff has been great, getting me back healthy and, you know, feeling better, so it's a progress. Um, I think I plan to be on the court April 1st, probably. Like April 1st. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> gotcha. Early. Gotcha. Uh, no, nah, I just take it a day at a time, man, uh, to be honest. Um, every day I'm getting stronger, I'm getting better. Uh, so just taking it a day at a time, just continue just to try to, just stay locked in on, you know, what I have to do uh, to continue just to get healthy, uh, not just physically, but mentally as well. You know. That was a great update to hear directly from Julius Randle. It was great seeing him again, seeing him smile again, and obviously hearing him joke a little bit, saying that he was going to potentially return for the Knicks April 1st. Clearly, that would be a much longer than his anticipated timetable would have been because we all have him returning sometime in March, not April. But again, he didn't say when he was going to return and he didn't rule out having surgery at all yet. So there's some things to take away from what he said. It's clear he wants to return this season for the Knicks. He wants to get healthy. He wants to be back on that floor for the Knicks being impactful and helping them win playoff game after playoff game after playoff game. That's his goal, and that's what he wants. And I think to an extent, he's going to get that. But I also think he can't avoid surgery. We know the type of injury that he has. He has a dislocated shoulder. With that type of injury, the risk of him re-injuring it again is extremely high. The risk of him dislocating it again is extremely high, especially given the way that he plays basketball. So because of all those reasons, I think he's going to try to gut it out and do the best that he can for this season. And I know he's going to do that because that's who Julius Randle is. Praise to him. But this offseason, whether you believe it or not, whether you like it or not, he is going to get surgery on that shoulder because he's going to need it. He does not want that to be a problem for him and his career moving forward. Like he said in that little clip, he wants to do what's best for himself and his career. Longevity in this game is what matters to him. He knows that. But it's very good to hear Julius Randle's doing well. He's progressing well. He's going to come back for the New York Knicks this season. I hope he plays that same type of Randle ball when he comes back and he doesn't have to alter his game due to the injury. But if he does, I'll have to understand it and accept it. I may not like it, but I'll understand why he's doing it. Because the shoulder, given the injury, given the fact that he may not want to re-injure it again, that may be why he has to switch up his game. Again, I don't know if he's going to do that. We have to wait and see until he returns to really get that confirmation. But if you know the injury, and we've talked about it at length on this channel, it does seem like he will have to alter his game a little bit. And again, that is the most concerning thing for me. But thankfully, we have a lot of people on this team, 
a lot of people on this roster that can help make up the difference, help score in bunches, and can help shoot that ball extremely well to take pressure off of Randall. So hopefully he can play his game a little bit more easily. But what about you guys? What do you think about this update about Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, and the rest of this Knicks team? Are you as encouraged as I am? And are you as happy and as hype as I am that Mitchell Robinson could potentially return as early as March? Let me know in the comments below, guys, because honestly, I would love to hear from you. But that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go ahead and smash that like button. Leave a comment below. And of course, guys, please subscribe to the channel. Until next time, Nick fans. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.